0: Hey, what's up, everyone? Good morning, good afternoon, good night to whenever you're listening. And it's morning when I'm recording this, and I'm very excited about this topic. And I'm going to try and record the solo episode a bit differently. Usually, I do it a little bit more scripted, but I'm going to try and let it flow this episode. So we're going to be talking about what I learned from my favorite book. And my favorite book so far as of now, it's definitely going to change, probably, maybe not, who knows, is how to win friends and influence people. And the first question is, why did I start reading this book? So being a people person was something that I always kind of struggled with, especially in high school. I think I was always decent at it, but in my own mind, in my own, I guess, thoughts, I I think that was something I thought I could be so much better in. And I started reading this book because I was uh, elected for recruitment chairman for my fraternity. So I had to realize or understand how to talk to people and communicate with people and even persuade people. So I found this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Don't even remember how I found it, but I'm grateful that I did. And something that the book talks about, which is very important, is that our popularity, our happiness, our self-worth depend to no small extent upon our skill in dealing with people. I'll say that one more time. Our popularity, our happiness, and our self-worth depend to no small extent upon our skill in dealing with people. And this is really impactful to me because this made me realize just how important people skills are. And at the end of the day, everything kind of starts with people skills or either ends with people skills. For example, Let's say you have the skill set of a computer engineer or data analyst or you're a lawyer. The thing that's going to differentiate those people or even a doctor, the things that's going dif- to differentiate the people who are the best at what they do is are they able to communicate effectively because they're all going to have the same amount of knowledge, maybe even the same amount of experience at a certain level. And the thing that's really going to separate people at the end of the day is like how how good are you at getting your point across? How good are you making people feel as if they're your friend? Because at the end of the day, when we're doing business and when we're dealing with people, we want to deal with people who are friends. So this also got me thinking about like how social media and the lack of just connecting with people on a daily basis, like especially for the younger generation and even people who are probably in their 30s, 40s, They haven't really had the same experience as our grandparents did, maybe even our parents, because I grew up starting, like, the fifth grade with a cell phone. And after that, it's never really been the same, because when you're able to talk to people over the phone, it's not as needed to go see them in person, like, even... And we also cherish it less as well, because when you're always able to just communicate with somebody via text or... See them on social media, it seems like you're always seeing your friends. So how did I learn how to deal with people from a book? And that may be something you're thinking like, okay, so you read this book, but how's a book going to teach you how to actually talk to people? And that's kind of what we're going to be going into this episode. What What did I learn? How did I apply it? And how you can apply it? And I would definitely recommend reading the book, but let's say you don't want to read the book currently, you have a big book list because you're obviously a reader because leaders are readers at the end of the day. Um, I'll give you a little bit of what I learned and kind of what I took away from the book and apply to my own life. So I want to start off with saying that you have to act like who you want to be. So you have to do the things that the person you want to be like would do. And how I kind of interpret this is Being like a Sims character, treating life as a game, because there's a few different ways you can look at life, but I think one of the most beneficial and one of the ways that help you to be the most productive is treating life as a game. Think of yourself as like a character where you have different attributes, but in most games where you can only max out your character in a certain extent. So let's say, for example, there's like three classes to make it simple. We have warrior, we have the mage, and we have the archer, right? They're all going to be good at different things. But in real life, you can max out yourself in whatever way you want. So you have to act like who you want to be. So for me, when I was reading this book, I had to act like a people person. And then eventually, I just became a people person. It's kind of like faking it till you're making it. But it's more like, Being it till you are it, if that makes sense. So everybody in the world is seeking happiness, and there is one sure way to find it, and that's by controlling your thoughts. Happiness isn't going to depend on what's on the outside in your outward condition. All it depends on is in your inner conditions, and that's why, like the the saying, money doesn't make you happy, because money's not going to make you happy, but I believe that becoming the person who can make the money that you want to make is what will make you happy. The nice things aren't going to make you happy because after, at the end of the day, once you do get that new car, that new shoe, that new house that you wanted, eventually it just sets back to normal and it's just something that you have. So two people can go into the same situation and have different attitudes. And this is why controlling your thoughts is super important because let's say you're 30 years old you're single, you're making 100K a year, but you have heart problems, right? There's two ways you could be looking at it. One way is ah, I'm 30 years old, I have so much more life to live, I have a heart problem now, but eventually I'll fix it and it'll go away, I'll start exercising. Another problem would be is I have 100K a year, this job is stressing me out, I'm single, There's nobody. there's nobody who wants to date me, I'm already 30, am I ever gonna have kids? And I have heart problems? Man, life sucks. So you can obviously tell in this situation who's going to be the person who eventually conquers the heart problem. So if you want to get the most out of this episode, there's one requirement that is more important than anything that I'm going to talk about. And that I could possibly even teach you on this podcast. And if you don't have this one fundamental requirement, then all the other topics that I'm going to be talking about, it's not going to really be beneficial to you. So what is this magic requirement that I'm talking about that's going to change your life after listening to this episode? Well, you need a deep, driving desire to learn. And you need to be determined to increase your ability to succeed with people. And it's not going to be easy, but it's also not as hard as you think. I think that's the problem that most people, and even myself, get into. We want everything easy, but just because it's hard doesn't mean it's going to be as hard as you think as well. So if you're someone who doesn't necessarily have this urge, how can you develop it? Well, you got to constantly remind yourself of how important these principles that I'm going to talk about are, and you have to picture yourself as the person who you want to be thinking of the person you're going to be after you master these tactics and become the person that you envision yourself to be, who you always wanted to be, the person who's richer, fuller, happier, more fulfilled in life, in the best shape possible. That should be the desire that you have if you have no desire at all into becoming more of a people person. So one thing that you have to do is is to stop frequently in listening to think about what you're hearing. So I might be saying a lot of things, but you might just be listening, but you're not hearing what I'm actually saying. And there's a big difference because I can listen and not really be absorbing the information, right? Or you can be listening and also hearing. And that's a huge part in communication that we might touch upon on this episode as well. And when I'm giving these suggestions, X... And really contemplate, am I doing this in my life currently? Is this something that I am doing? And if so, how can I improve on that? If it's not, is this something that I should consider implementing? So there's this quote in the book by Bernard Shaw who said, if you teach a man anything, he will never learn. And he was he was right because learning is an active process. You don't learn by listening you learn by doing. So if you desire to really improve on how to win friends and influence people, you're going to have to apply these rules at every opportunity. And if you don't, you're just going to listen to this episode and forget about it. But at least I hope I planted a seed. So let's talk about the first part of what I really learned in this book. I know it took a little little while to get into it, but it's, to wait. it's a couple ways to make people like you, and the book's really in-depth, so I'm only going to focus on what really worked the best for me, and everything in this book is really like gold, honestly, but I'm just going to think, I'm taking the things that I think are the most important. So the first principle, which honestly changed my whole perspective on communication, is become genuinely interested in others. And this is super important because, and I realized I was doing this at like a subconscious level before I even read this book, was when I came into college, I wanted to be more of a people person. I wanted to get out of my shell. I wanted to stop being so shy and nervous around people. And how did I do this? I did this by becoming genuinely interested in others. And how do you do this? By asking questions, really being curious about the other person like what they do, what they like, and how I would do this was I would just keep asking questions and be like, oh, so like, where are you from? Especially like in college, when you're meeting people for the first time or in any conversation, really like, oh, like, where are you from? Oh, why did you decide to come to St. John's? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm from New York. But no, I want to hear more about you. Oh, you're from Cali. That's so cool. I always wanted to go to Cali, right? So when you become genuinely interested in other people, it's not phony. You're not like faking it. Because people can tell when you're being fake, but when it's genuine, seeing you get excited about how about the other person makes them feel special. And that's really what you want to do in communication. You want to make people feel special. You want to make people feel not only listened to, but heard as well. So the first principle is become genuinely interested in others. And the way you can, another way you can also do this is by finding something that they are super interested about and that they like talking about. And just staying on that, really asking them, like, how did you get started? You really do who, what, where, when, why. And, like, oh, when did you get started with that? Oh, how did you get into it? Oh, you like golf? Oh, when did you start golfing? Oh, was it, like, your dad who taught you how to golf? Oh, yeah. Like, I never did golfing myself, but, man, I would love to do that. Like, why do you like golfing? Like, what is it about golfing that makes you really enjoy it? And people love talking about themselves. And, Because it's super comfortable, and I realize I do this as well, is when you're nervous, you usually just start to say, I, 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 I. And I is probably the most important word in the English language, honestly, because everybody loves talking about themselves. And another principle from how to make people like you is make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. So how do you make another person feel important? Well, I think this kind of goes to why do we love dogs? We love dogs because when you see a dog, they're super happy to see you. They're super excited. They're wagging their tail at you. They're smiling at you. How can you not love some something or somebody that's super interested in you, right? And to make the other person feel important, you have to look at it from what's your attitude towards people? Not in terms of are you being mean or disrespectful, like you actually have an attitude towards that person, but when you talk to people, do you view it and do you think of it as a process that fills you or a process that drains you? When you're in a conversation, do you take or do you give? There are some questions you're going to have to answer yourself, but I know for me personally, I've seen people who, when they do talk... It's like a draining situation. It's like, uh, do I really have to talk to this person, right? They view conversation as something that drains them rather than fills them up. And, you know, this may go into being an extrovert or being an introvert, but that doesn't mean you have to be a bad communicator, right? Because I'm introverted at times and I'm super extroverted at times. There's times where I don't want to talk to people and there's times where I won't shut up. So it really depends, right? But it's really your attitude going to the situation because If you're expecting this conversation to suck, you're going to find ways for this conversation to suck. If you're expecting when you go to a network event for you not to talk to anybody, what do you think is going to happen? You're not going to talk to anybody. So what's your attitudes towards people? And on the do you take or do you give side, are you giving value to people? Are you trying to help people? Because at the end of the day, networking and winning friends is all about are you a person who serves others? And that's kind of what I realized out of this book as well is serving others and thinking about other people before yourself goes a long way. And this was a rule that changed my life or like a quote, I guess, that changed my life a lot from this book is you can make more friends in two years by becoming interested in two months, by becoming interested in people than you can in two years. And I'm a living testimony of that. I've really changed my whole network, my whole, I guess, people who I can connect, who I've connected with in such a small time, especially in college, like over, especially freshman year when I was actively, actively trying to meet people, just being interested in people really went a huge way. But something that I will say is that not just because you're interested in somebody and they seem to like you doesn't mean that they'll help you. Or they, or that they actually like you. So, what do I mean by this? So, freshman year, I was trying to be like super social, making sure to like wave to everybody. Like I was always doing that, right? Like people who I who I knew, and not to like boast or anything, but I felt like I knew a lot of people on campus, especially in the freshman community. But what I realized was, and this was what my friend Sebastian told me. Seabass, he told me, like he stopped waving at certain people, and he realized people wouldn't wave back to them. So, part of being somebody who wins friends and influence people is that you do have to be the starter of the conversation. You have, do have to be the one to some people would say go out of your way, but I more so look at it more so look at it as a way to brighten that other person's day. So I realized that even if I if I don't wave at somebody, they might not wave at me. and you know what? That hurt at first, but I was fine with that because maybe people are doubting themselves, you know? You got to look at from, like, what's your attitude towards them? Do you think that they, oh, they just don't really like you, that they didn't want to wave at you? Or is it, hey, some people are really shy and they're scared. Like, if I wave and that person doesn't see me, then they feel stupid. Just, like, stupid things like that, right? So another way to make the other person feel important and do it sincerely is something that I was some something that somebody did to me during the summer was my uh my coworker Aiden during my internship he made sure once a week and this is super like sweet and something that I want to start implementing is at the end of the week he would send an appreciation text to one person who he felt like impacted his week and I remember he gave me one of those texts and appreciated Aiden if you're listening was it just really brightened my day. I was just like, wow, that's so sweet. That was something so small. But like, even now, a couple months later, it's something I still remember. So just those small little things can make a huge difference. So another part of the book was how to win people to your way of thinking. And my thoughts about this is there's two kind of sides to it, right? There's the side where you can look at it from manipulation or persuasion. And there's a very thin line between manipulation and persuasion. But I think the main difference that comes from, that is between the two, is that manipulation is more so for yourself and persuasion is for others. What do I mean by this? So I think manipulation is something that you do to get something out of somebody, while persuasion is that you do something for somebody, right? So if I really believe in my fraternity, for example, I'm not going to manipulate into you into joining, right? I'm going to persuade you into joining. I'm going to tell you about my experiences. I'm going to tell you about the good times. I'm going to tell you about all the connections that I made, the experiences that I have, the memories that I have, the benefits that are in it. Is that manipulation? I don't think so. So the principle, the first principle out of this section is the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. And this is something that is huge and something that I struggle with personally because I like to argue at times. And I've realized that arguments don't really do anything. They're good for your ego. They make you feel like with your chest puffed out, like, oh, yeah, I just won that argument. That person sucks, right? <laughs> Probably not because we don't do that over here. But the best way to get out of an argument is to avoid it. So when you realize that an argument is about to happen, take a, take a step back. Really, just don't let it happen. And what do I mean by this? Is if you feel as if an argument's about to happen with somebody, take a deep breath and really listen to what that person is saying. Get out of your own ego and feelings for just five seconds and think, does this person have a valid point? What did I do to upset this person? And look at it from their perspective. Think about how, what you could have said. Take accountability, right? Take accountability of what you could have said that would have offended that person because, especially when you're trying to make friends and you're in the people business, right? An argument could really destroy that relationship. But if you were just to be the bigger person, and say, Hey, I'm sorry. I, 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 don't, I don't, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come off that way. I didn't even know that's how you would take it. Moving forward, I'll be more aware and I'm truly sorry. You know, being the humble person in that situation because. Honestly, a lot of the reasons why people argue is because they want to feel important. They want to feel heard. So they argue. Another principle in how to win people to your way of thinking is try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. And this is something that I touched on a little bit as well is when you're able to, and this is a skill that you're always going to be improving at, right? When you're, once you're able to see things from the other person's point of view, It opens you up to not only being more understanding, but also to being calmer. Because if you can see why another person's upset, it's just another level of consciousness, another level of awareness. Because if we're arguing about something, I realize that, like, hey, what I did actually wasn't really cool. Or, oh, I offended this person because of this. And now I know for other situations, this person doesn't appreciate when I do this. And this could be in personal relationships with the significant other this can be in coworker relationships because at the end of the day when somebody you'd rather have somebody on your side than against you right so part 4 was be a leader and you want to be able to change people without giving offense or arousing resentment in this person so what do i mean this mean by this so when you do give criticism Or when you are trying to attempt to make a change in somebody's behavior, right, because you guys are leaders who are listening, is there's certain ways you can and you can't do it because there's the right way where you make that person feel important, important, but not hurting their feelings. But you make them also realize that they need to improve. And there's the opposite way of where you tell this person, you're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. You should do it like this. Do it like this because... I'm the boss or I've done it like this. So you have to do it like this. So the first way you can change people without giving offense or arousing resentment is asking questions instead of giving orders. So how can you do this? So for me, for example, um, let's think about a time where for me as recruitment chair, I had a co-recruitment chairman as well. So when, when I thought I wanted to do something a certain way, I'd be like, hey, Joey, what do you think about doing it this way? Instead of Joey, let's do it this way. It's like such a subtle thing, right? But if your idea was correct anyway, what's really the big difference? Because the only difference, and this is like a common theme for this episode, is your ego. One way, it makes you feel more important to say, oh, I told him to do this. I gave him an order and he did it. But the other way, and this is so much better because... It opens up to even more new ideas, because by asking that question, it's like, this is a possibility, but what are your thoughts? Do you think there's another way we can do it? So that subtle little change by asking a question instead of giving an order is huge. And the other principle is to give the other person a fine reputation to live up to. And this is something that I'm still personally trying to get better at is, let's say there's somebody at your job who you see a lot of potential in, right? Right. Or maybe you don't see any potential at all, right? Let's say this is a sale job. Or actually, perfect. I saw an example um, on Instagram the other day. It was a football player. I'm not sure who it is. But he got cut from his team like five times. And he gets to another team. And the coach or assistant coach or somebody in the organization is like, yo, you have the the quickest feet in the NFL. Like, yo, those tackle that tackle that you just got, yo, just keep it up. So, by encouraging that person, and another example of this is let's say you're at the gym and somebody's like, "Oh, like nice shoulders, bro," or to a girl like, "Oh like like, oh oh, like her friend her girlfriend says like "Oh like like sis, I see your butts getting bigger, right you're gonna take pride in that you're gonna be like, "Oh, my shoulders are big, people think my shoulders are big, I'm gonna work out my shoulders more, right but what most people do right when they're trying to change someone or Influence someone is they're gonna point out the negative, be like, Oh, like, yo, bro, your shoulders could use, like, yeah, your shoulders aren't really that good, they could use some work, which kind of hurts that person's ego. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but this is just another angle of doing it. And the last principle that I really want to focus on is you never want to criticize, condemn, or complain because. All of these C words are really negative words. Criticism isn't bad, right? But most people don't know how to give effective criticism. Most people bring you down when they criticize you instead of trying to bring you up. So overall, on this episode, we really talked about how can you be a better people person. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you apply these things that we talked about and... Let me know if you enjoyed this episode. I talked for much longer than usual, but uh, let me know if you prefer the structured ones more or if you prefer where I go off the cuff. I was also drinking a little bit of coffee. I'm excited, but have a good day, good afternoon, or good night. So whenever you're listening and I'll see you on the flip side.